0: It's been a long time. You thought I left you without a dope podcast to listen to. Hey, guys. I know, I know, I know this is, um, you know, out of the ordinary for me. But I told y'all that this year I wanted to increase um, the frequency of my podcasts. Um, And I'm here for you two weeks later. Uh, If you don't know who I am, I'm Natalie Pure Lewis, owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. Uh, What that means is uh, I get your business paperwork together. Um, This podcast, The Business Of, is where I interview entrepreneurs in unique areas of industry um, to find out, you know, what regular everyday business issues does someone in like, you know, a really kind of maybe off the wall industry like a fetish trainer or a love educator or a cannabis consultant or a pleasure coach, what are the everyday things that they have to deal with, okay? Um, Just to uh, give you a little bit more background about myself, I've been a licensed attorney for over a decade and I have a heart for teaching entrepreneurs, the basic business and legal concepts, um, that they need, uh, to have a successful business, um, for not a lot of money. Uh, if you are interested in any of my services, including my intellectual property webinar, where you're going to be able to, um, learn how to protect your business ideas, either through trademarks, copyrights, or patents, I would encourage you to hit up linktree forward slash npl consulting firm, linktree forward slash NBL consulting firm. Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Uh, the link for that is in the show notes. Uh, this webinar is only $11 starting. So, just to give you an idea, any typical trademark attorney is going to charge you three grand to trademark your stuff. So, hop on this webinar. It's a steal. All right. Uh, now, let's go on to the show. This week's episode, oh my gosh, I almost said month. I'm so used to saying month. Um, is with Jarek the Floating Yogi. So, um, if you guys don't know, well, you guys may not know much about me, but I am an avid um, high yoga practicer, But I didn't come to it um, willingly. I actually hated yoga for a long time, um, and I've come to really appreciate it. And in my social media perusing. I discovered about a year ago this guy named Jarek the Floating Yogi. And I really liked his style of yoga. I liked his words of encouragement on social media. Um, You know, so I I followed him and I kept up with his posts. And then I was at a friend's house and lo and behold, Jarek the Floating Yogi is sitting right there before me. So uh, I asked him if I could interview him for my podcast. And that's how this came about. Um, So... Jared gives us a lot of um, background on one, how he came to yoga and what it really means to be a yoga instructor and how to succeed and the things that guide him as a yoga instructor and how it informs his practice and how he teaches others. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I did and get used to the more frequent shows, y'all. Your girl is here.
1: All right, yeah, we're recording. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jarek, for a- agreeing to uh, let me come to your home and record, and thank you for agreeing to this interview. Um, for those of you who didn't listen to the intro, I don't know why you didn't, but um, I've been following Jarek on Instagram for a while now, I would say a little over a year, and I randomly ran into him at one of my friend's homes, and I immediately was a groupie and asked him if he would be on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So um, so we're just going to jump into the questions. Um, so what is the floating yogi? Or who is the floating yogi, I should say?
2: Um, wow, that's jump straight into it, did you? Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Um, it's this guy named Jarek, <laughs> and he, he enjoys yoga. And he found a lot of benefits from practicing yoga. So I started to realize, hey, maybe... Maybe I'll, since my friends are peer pressuring me into it, maybe I'll teach yoga. Who's a yoga practitioner who shares his experience with
1: other people. OK. And why, why are you called the floating yogi? Because you've got yogis everywhere, but why specifically are you called the floating yogi?
2: When you see my practice, it all comes together.
1: OK. All right. Well, I have. You're, 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 <sighs> you're like, you're, you're, out, you're out there. You're like,
3: smooth, just, smooth Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. It's like the, the, the flowing from pose to pose, the transition. Uh, I like to focus a lot on the transitions because it's like the, the thing that we don't really think about in life. We always think about being at our next destination, being at the next dream, the next goal or whatever it is we're working towards, but we don't necessarily always dive deep into what it takes to get there. Where do I have to go? How can I get there? And what moves get me from where I am to where I want to be? So that's the kind of like the correlation between the math and off-mat, the on-mat, off-mat correlation is uh, focus on the transitions and it's not about the destination, it's about the journey.
1: Okay. So when did you decide that this uh, yoga journey that you were sharing with other people was something that you wanted to, you know, instead of just teaching your friend, but make into an actual part of your entrepreneurship journey?
2: What made me do it was my friend's peer pressure. Mm -hmm. I said, because if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm not gonna. I don't like to half-ass it. So if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna take, sit there, and think. out what I have to do, how I can get there. Like we were saying, the whole transition, and and then I'm just gonna do it. That's where a lot of people don't always enact. Act. Mm-hmm.
3: They're like,
2: oh yeah, yeah, no, this is great. They have a fantastic plan. Just drawn up. Got the storyboard. How they're gonna go through their life and everything. I'm like, oh, okay, this is fantastic. And then when the action, a little bit of dropping the ball
1: on the action. Okay. So, Wait, let me back up just a little bit. How did you get into yoga in the first place? The you city your friends pressured you into teaching, but what brought you to yoga? Because it, it brings different people. I came to yoga, you know, reluctantly. I couldn't stand it at first, but, you know, it, I've come to find that it's the only thing that really, you know, provides me, you know, a, a good workout. Relaxation and meditation at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, what brought you to yoga?
2: Um, <clears throat> anime. Japanese anime. It just brought me to yoga. Okay. Uh, I was debating on what to do. I was at UPS and I knew I was going to quit. So, I was wondering, all right, I, I do want to stay at least somewhat in shape. I wasn't. But I want to stay, <clears throat> I was fit. I could do what I needed to do. Uh, but knowing that I'm going to lose the job that's been you know, forcing me to work out every day for 12 hours a day at UPS. I was like, ah, I don't wanna go pick up this weight, so what can I do? So I was looking, I was like, maybe parkour, that sounds fun. Ah, Maybe running, no, I'm not running. (laughs) If it's cold, I'm not doing it. If it's hot, that's another excuse. I'm just not running, that's not me. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, go to the gym. No, I have to leave out the fucking house to put on clothes. No, to go somewhere else to exert energy. <laughs>
1: like uh, yeah. what requires the least amount of like for uh, preparation. <laughs>
2: yeah. So I'm not able to sit here and bullshit myself and say, oh, I want to do this. It sounds great. But ah, uh, it's raining today. <sighs> not going running. No, that's just finding different ways to come
3: up with excuses for myself. So was like, yoga, you need a little bit of space this up and then i was like i don't have an excuse to not do it
2: all right so then it became like a daily routine and it felt great after but Mm -hmm. it started from anime i didn't know what to do and uh anime led me down the path i was watching some anime and uh i was like wow a lot of this stuff seems really familiar to some of the things that i see that correlate to yoga they always talk about yoga and meditation they're like and have superpowers and all this other stuff that sounds dope how how can i how can i how can i see how real this is so then i started practicing and i was like yoga i'm gonna do everything two times i dab on it and then i'm out the first time i went to a class it was a slow meditative flow and it was not for me at least at the time and uh He said, I do everything twice. All right, let me find another class. And I found my stronger. I ended up passing out in shavasana,
1: uh, snoring. They owned out. For uh, for those who don't know, shavasana is a dead body pose where you're laying on your back with your palms up and your feet kind of like laying out.
2: Yeah, you look like a starfish. And it's to let the body relax, the mind relax. So all that intensity that we were just bringing to ourselves, like mentally and physically, uh, we just give ourselves time to rest because we don't really allow ourselves to do that in this fast-paced world, at least in America. Like everything do it now, 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 fast, fast, fast. Boom, boom, boom. And that makes things, we need to chill. We to do. Chill. It
1: is. It is. Um, but when when I take my classes, um, and I do be Yoga, At the end, they say, you know, don't cheat yourself with the last two minutes, which is a two minutes possibly, like because you're gonna waste this ninety minutes that you just did.
2: Yeah,
1: and it's really hard to just lay there for two
2: minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 100% understand that. Right. Um,
1: so okay, so this is how that's how you came to yoga with anime. Oh, and while it, yoga is really great and it's, you know, relaxation, it, it relax you and it's great for meditation, things like that. As a yoga instructor, it is a business for you, right? So what are some of the, you know, everyday business issues
3: that a yoga instructor has to think about? Promotion, advertisement, mm-hmm. how, how are people seeing you? how are you getting reaching other people and how can they
2: reach me? Uh, some of the main, if, you're, if you're, you have a business, it's the same business stuff for every other business that you wouldn't really think about it, but at the end of the day, it's still a business.
1: Right, so because very, you, you also do real estate. So is there any correlation between the business thing that you have to deal with in real estate as within your yoga practice? In, in teaching, yeah,
2: absolutely. You're still dealing with regular, right? still dealing with whatever they bring to the table, with all the baggage that they have, and then trying to balance that and figure out where I can work with them to maybe create a partnership or whatever we're, we're going to do or maybe rent their space. Uh, so sometimes it's finding space. And a lot of times people are like, oh, you have to pay a large portion of money to rent the space. I'm teaching yoga. I'm not gonna. I'm not making that much money. So finding like uh, good spaces, uh, safe spaces that are accessible to people, that you can fit enough people. Um, <clears throat> and then props. But generally... What do you mean by props? Props like blocks. Okay. Because blocks can be helpful. Okay. Uh, they make the ground longer and our arms longer. Okay. And... Uh, straps, if someone's not able to reach the leg or whatever it might be. I okay. okay. help pull some stuff down. Uh, but generally, it's, it's the same business issue as mm-hmm. every other business, dealing with other people. is uh, a little bit more personal, so it's interesting because the, the lines sometimes are like, the lines are not necessarily blurry, but you have to have your, your boundaries because people you know you're nice it's like hey i want to i want to help you i want to extend a little bit more and reach out and give you a little bit more whatever it is it could be maybe it's just 10 more minutes of my time and you know people could take that for granted and take advantage of it and then expectations come up but i generally don't have many issues except outside of finding a new place
1: okay so you say that so in terms of how yoga affects your you know your, business, your yoga practice affects your business practice. Would you say that being in business with, as a yoga instructor has affected you more as an instructor or has your being an instructor affected more of your how you practice business in general or is it like an equal give and take? Yoga, I mean, I, I could say
2: it has helped you like stay calm in certain situations and level-headed, but it really hasn't affected my how I do business. Oh, okay. uh, I've been doing business before yoga. Okay. So, like the second time, this was like third or fourth. Yeah. This was coming back to the beginning of creating a new business.
1: Okay. So, what were some of the other businesses that you had? I know that you do real estate and yoga. What else? Uh, real estate,
2: investment, uh, investment real estate more mm-hmm. so uh, buy, sell properties, fixed up, contracting work, and um, uh, property management. Oh, okay. So, okay. Some are Airbnbs, oh, okay. Okay. Some are tenants. Some are okay. houses. So okay. it's just managing.
1: I see. Okay. Awesome. All right. So that's that's what you were saying earlier. Okay. I didn't realize that those were like separate things. I thought they were like kind of
2: no three different businesses.
1: Okay.
2: You're the business person. It's keep keep yourself yeah. separate.
1: I do. I do. <laughs> but you know, it's like it's so easy to like point out for other people, but then kind of when you're processing it you know, go through those steps for yourself it's very interesting yeah
2: yeah i helped a lot of friends with it because i've done it a few times so when you were saying that you did i was like oh my gosh there's going to be like such fire conversation happening because like you this is what you do
1: right yeah but it's like what i think that so what prompted this podcast was like i found so many people who wanted you know it felt like they had these unique business ideas that didn't have to you, and they didn't have to go through regular, you know, business practice because well, this is different. It's a different industry. It's like it doesn't matter. It's still You're business. Just, you still have to pay taxes. You still need a contract. You still need a <laughs> business bank account. You can't run your your uh, you can't run your business with Cash App and Instagram. You know, some are. However, I, I wonder understand. what their tax bill is looking like at the end of the year. Um, you know, so it's like when I come to people where where I see uh, careers that people, people kind of might have a mistake as to, you know, the glamorized view of that career. It's like, I really want to talk to you and I want to hear, you you know, okay, so you're struggling with finding space, or that's usually a struggle for a yoga instructor or finding an affordable space. Or, you know, if I talk to someone who's in music and they're explaining the whole distribution thing and how streaming works, it's like, I want people to know those nitty gritty things, so when you do have your dream, yes, you have your dream, but you also have to be grounded in reality as to what that dream means. You know? mm-hmm. um, so knowing that for a yoga instructor, space is like the most utmost thing, because you want it to be a good space, but you also want it to be peaceful and all that good stuff, mm-hmm. it has to align with your practice.
2: I'll say this as well. Um... There's a lot of spaces where you can just go and be contracted at a studio or hired, maybe depending on where, what studio may be hired as an employee. Generally, it's contracted because we're only here. We're not working you know, 30 hours a week. That's Correct. 30 classes. That's 30 workouts yeah.
3: a week. <laughs>
2: so generally only working like some people, uh, on average, I've seen full time is around like six classes or so. That could be off. I know other people who teach I teach like seventeen. So it fluctuates. It goes
1: to show there's there's so rent. so you're not so you rent the studios out yourself. You're not contracting with studios.
2: I'm contracting with studios. The, okay. My company's contracted with studios and I rent spaces out for my own events, for my workshops okay. as well. But I do teach in, in studios because they're how else will I get in front of people who are already interested in the you know, other Right. To practice otherwise, I'm still back to the promotion and the advertising, trying to find and put my feelers out. And then maybe I rent a space, say the space is $100. Mm-hmm. Let's say one person comes, I'm in $80. Yeah. Right,
3: mm-hmm. and that's if it's 20 bucks, right? Okay, so inside the
2: studios, it's, it's, it puts you in front of a community
3: mm-hmm.
2: and how the community responds, how the community responds.
1: So it's kind of an ecosystem, it's not, it's not, so it's, let's say somebody wants to jump out there and like, you know, have their own yoga studio and be an instructor. You, you, would you advise them to do that, jumping out the gate as an instructor, or you would tell them, you know, start with the contracting studio so you can build up a reputation? Build up your reputation first.
2: Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what are they coming for? Like, why, why would I go? I already have a teacher because I already practice or a class that i enjoy going to why would i stop going there and then give you my money at a whole different place when i'm already in a routine i'm already in love so getting people out accessibility and stuff
1: so people aren't just buying yoga they're buying you as an instructor yes and that's and i feel like that is the trend now for this business in general as we come to a more entrepreneurial space People yes. are buying who you are, not mm-hmm. just what your business is. Yes. Yeah. Because anyone can teach yoga. Right?
2: It's, it's, I, there was like a tea, there were two teachers in my classes today, three, four. If I'm going to two classes, it was like four teachers in, in total and about like 30 people. They're already teachers and they're coming to class. Mm-hmm. There's so many teachers in D.C. Now it's, it's flooded the market. Right. So what separates you from the next person? What separates? Why am I coming to you?
1: So why are people coming to the floating yogi?
2: Because the floating yogi breaks down yoga, not yoga, as I've been told it was. I was like, all right, fair enough. What's the difference? He said, oh, well, in America, they show yoga. You do yoga. I was like, well, what's what's the difference? Well, American yoga is the fast food version of everything. All they show you are the poses. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. There's eight limbs to yoga. Yeah. If you find value in that one limb, imagine what the seven will do when that is the one that actually gets discarded after a while. Because your body's open and receptive and able to, it's flow freely. It's about getting blood through our body. So I explain and articulate yoga. What are we doing? Why are we doing this? How is it affecting our bodies? What changes are being made mentally, not just physically, emotionally as well? Because it's our energy in there. And you can say spirit, you can say soul, energy, breath. At different levels, they're a little bit different. <laughs> but at this core, mind, body, and, and breath, spirit, energy, yeah, all of them. That's, that's what we're doing. We talk about how they correlate. And I explained it through the class. I'm different from other people. So... When I'm going through the practice, I explain some of the things that go through my head and how I'm thinking. So not only is it just telling you good information, it's putting you in a mindset while you're going through these motions. And then, ah, how can I creatively think like this in my day-to-day, ba- in my day-to-day class, in my day-to-day life? And I mean, I've just seen a lot of growth with people who've come to my classes, And it's beautiful because then, the more they grow, the more it pushes me to grow. I'll be better.
1: That's amazing. Okay. So. Awesome. Now, I would say, what would you tell a young Jarek, you know, when he was first getting into, you know, yoga instruction, but you've been in business for a long time. What would you have told yourself, knowing now, having run and are running multiple businesses,
3: what would you tell yourself as a new entrepreneur that you know now? Um. Put yourself out there. Be confident in what you do. Put yourself out there. Student first, teacher down the line. So practice, and all is coming. It's so many quotes. It's so many quotes. I could go
2: on forever.
1: So be open to learning.
2: Be open to learning. You have to. The second you shut yourself off to learning, the second you close your mind. your mind is closed now there's
3: a whole bunch of limitations we didn't think about literally didn't think about and act as if they're not there people that you meet one person could put you in contact with
2: somebody that just completely changes your life be open to learn because if you're not open to learn and they're trying to tell you something even if it's not applicable to you if you're not open to learn that vibe's going to come off and they're like, oh, nah, I ain't really rock with him. I ain't really fucking with him, really fuck he ain't cool. It's something weird. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. You say, what? What, man, can I do that?
3: Well, nah, that's not the best thing for me. I see what he's saying, though. So. That's, okay. That'd be it.
1: Openness. Practice and
2: all that's coming and be open.
1: Okay. And What are some future goals that you uh want to see for the floating yogi or just for yourself in general? Um
2: some of my future goals I have a retreat coming up.
1: Oh very nice. Panama. Okay. Give us give us the info on the Panama retreat. Um it's it's
2: it's on the hush right now.
1: Oh okay. It's on the hush
2: but it's Shh, out there.
1: It's an exclusive
3: yo. don't tell anybody. <laughs>
2: Um, opening up, uh, well, uh, renting my own space. So the whole class and everything, the five of the places me as opposed to being contracted and, I, um, signed a three, a six month contract for at fitness now, practice there, uh, to teach there. And it's, they just let me rent the space, beautiful space, water wall, windows, two right, two walls full of mirrors. Like, oh, man, I can fit like 40 people in there oh, wow. comfortably. Nice. That's the important. I have some, some classes and it's like I can fit. We can get 40 in there. gonna be a little twisted. We'll make it happen, though.
3: Uh-huh.
2: I prefer whoever comes. You're coming. I want you to be comfortable enough to practice whatever it is you want to do. I feel safe enough to practice whatever it is that you want to work on. So I don't want to cram a whole bunch of people in there. Also, when there's too many people, I'm not able to give that same type of attention individually. Granted, I know it is it is what it is. I can only see and address what I can address because I'm only one human. But,
3: those big classes are nice. I like to space things out. I like to space things out. Have fun. Okay.
2: It's about the experience. Like you were saying, right. I'm selling. This is how I want to practice. I don't go to pack classes. It's like... 40 people signed up and only 40 people can fit. Yeah, that's called a home practice. Continue practicing at home. Save my money. Another reason I teach, I teach so you don't need me. If you need me, you're not learning. I'm not conveying something to you for you to become your own teacher. I'm here to help unlock the inner guru in us, in each of us, so me, I'm only telling you what I see from my experience, but you, it's your body. You know what it is, you know how to direct things within our body, in, in your body. Like as simple as
3: eating, or changing what we're doing, or activating stuff, like working out, or whatever the case is. Let we talk about the yoga. Hey, and I like, I like, I, like, I like I'm to go put on some yoga pants right now, go to class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with
2: you, I'm with it.
1: But at that, but I mean, that's like that is, and that's like a big part of marketing is like making conveying that to people because not everybody who teaches yoga can convey that to someone and make them understand. And that's really important. That's a really important skill as a business owner is being able to like get your message out there and make people feel it. Yeah. And you're like you have definitely um, succeeded at that. So kudos to you. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, So, as you said, the market is flooded with yoga instructors. What would you say to someone who
3: is considering entering that as a profession? Uh, It's a strong chance to be prepared for a financial change. Minimalist lifestyle is fantastic. It goes with the whole yoga concept,
2: minimizing clutter in our space physically, minimizing clutter in our minds, uh, removing things that do not serve us, things, people, whatever it is, and placing ourselves around things that do, that help to fill us with joy, fill us with
1: energy. Now that you say that I've never seen a flashy yoga
3: instructor. Oh, they're out there. That's real. um, Oh, okay. But that's life. at the end of the day, we're all human.
2: So <clears throat> we're not perfect and, and even me. Like there's days I'm supposed to do pull-ups every day. I haven't done pull I did pull-ups yesterday. I damn sure don't do them today. At the same time, I know all right, I do need to rest because I'm teaching 17 to 20 classes a week. My body needs a rest. Wow, that's a lot. And that doesn't include me having a bike to get there. Jesus. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So as you can, guys can hear, Derek is quite fit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> quite fit. Yeah, no, you know. Thefloatingyogi.com. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Check him out. Like his studio is beautiful. Um, if follow him on Instagram, he like puts um, you know, these time up videos and he like just contorts his body in all sorts of amazing ways. Um, tell them where everywhere that they can find you.
2: Oh my gosh. I'll be listening for days. Uh, I teach at the Yoga District. They have seven different studios. I teach at those. Uh, Keppel Wellness, uh, Brandon Copeland, the man right there, he'd be killing it.
1: These are all in, in Washington, D.C. All in
2: Washington, D.C. Brandon is the, the, uh, the founder of Trap Yoga.
1: I, went, I used to go to Brandon's uh, yoga class in the park.
2: <sighs> See? So uh, Keppel Wellness, uh, Washington Yoga Center,
1: and uh, Fitness Snops,
2: the Floating Yoga.
1: Thank you so much, Derek. Thank you for inspiring future yoga instructors out there and letting them know that you know you can, you can be a yoga instructor and still be a boss. They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, they're not separate.
2: Because yeah. you have to be. Also yourself. Because it's you you're selling. Oh, another important fact I didn't mention. Uh, remember, you're selling yourself. Don't do something you don't want to do. You, you're not able to convince or justify to yourself that it's what you want to do because when we're doing stuff that isn't that we don't want to do we're, we're not keeping that mind-body connection however the business aspect makes it a little colluded because we're gonna have to do things that we don't really want to do if it doesn't send us towards our goal
3: dream whatever it is don't do it like if that. it does yeah Do it and be okay with it. Do it with just the same enthusiasm as you do.
2: The things you do want to do. And when you don't want to do it, do it the same way. Do everything with the same enthusiasm. If not, you're, you're
3: not really expressing yourself to your fullest. And it's about expressing ourselves. Remember, it's yourself and the business. Take care of yourself. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Jarek the Floating Yogi, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.
0: If you guys want to hear more of Jarek's um, encouraging words, um, inspiring words, or if you want to participate in one of his classes, if you're in the D.M.V. area, all of his information is in the show notes. Um, Jarek, again, thank you so much for being an awesome guest and allowing me into your home and you know opening up your world for all of us. Uh, enjoy your next two weeks, guys. I will be back on the 1st of March with a new episode. Bye.